Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. For more information and to donate online, go to 3cr.org.au. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Dirt Radio. Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti-nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnates. Activists. Educating. Communities. Transforming. Communities. Mobilising a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. Good morning. You are listening to 3CR, 855 AM, Radical Radio. It's just gone 9.30. This is Dirt Radio, Friends of the Earth's weekly show, bringing you updates from our grassroots community campaigns on everything environmental, radical resistance. And as always, we are coming to you from the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. And I would just like to pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging, and acknowledge that sovereignty has never been ceded here. So this morning I am joined in the studio by Megan. How are you going? I'm very good, Em. How are you? Oh, not too bad. It's good to be here for another week of Dirt Radio. As always. Yep. And we've also got Charlotte in the studio with us this morning from the River Country Collective. How are you going, Charlotte? Yeah, good. Thanks, Sam. How are you? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm going pretty well. So this year at Friends of the Earth, we are celebrating 45 years of resistance. So that's 45 years we've been mobilizing communities, resisting the oppressive forces of patriarchy and capitalism, and transforming our future to be one with a flourishing Murray-Darling Basin. And today on the show, we will be talking about the recent trip that the River Country Collective took up to Menindee. Me and Charlotte went out there uh, over 1,000 kilometres. It was about a 12-hour drive up to up to Menindee, which of course was the site where millions of fish died on the Barker on the Darling River back in January. Um, we went out there to connect with the community, um, you know, deepen the relationships we have with the community out there and put on a bit of a show and have some fun with um, some people out there who are really suffering at the hands of bad management of the river. Mm. And as we know, the river has all but dried up there and what's left is absolutely putrid. It's a, a pretty sad state up on the Darling River at the moment. So we're going to hear a report back from Charlotte and Megan on their experiences up in that community over the, sh- the next part of the show. And the trip coincided with the wonderful Broken Heel Festival. Yes, it did. So, um, and part of the inspiration really, because we put on a bit of a drag show and we also invited other community members to get involved and do some shows. And so we'll be talking about all of that. Um, And we'll also be hearing from a local Menindee community member, Susanna Clark, um, so she'll be telling us what impact that we had, um, you know, on the trip and how it was received by the community. Sounds great. So stick around. That's all coming up after this community service announcement.
From October the 28th to the 31st, some of the worst climate criminals will be gathering for the International Mining Conference, IMARC, at the Melbourne Convention Centre. Blockade IMARC is an activist alliance committed to putting a stop to the mass destruction caused by extractive industries across the globe and the harm they cause to communities and ecosystems. We need your help to be part of this blockade. Find out how at blockadeimark.com or check out our Facebook page, Blockade IMARC, a 3CR supporter. Welcome back to Dirt Radio. Today on the show, we're catching up with Megan and Charlotte from the River Country Collective. They've just been up in Menindee and at Broken Heel Festival. Later, we're going to be chatting with local Susanna Clark and just talking about the trip that they did up there, doing some performances and raising awareness and supporting the local community. Up on the Barkas, also known as the Darling River, there has been no flows through that area um, for years now. And the Menindee Lakes are all but dried up, which is an absolutely devastating um, impact to those communities. So earlier this year, you might have seen that there was a massive fish kills up in those area and um, the river is not doing very well. So we're going to hear a report back on the trip up there. So Charlotte. Yes. <laughs> now, that was your first time up in that part of the world. Was that right? Yeah, the first time I've been that far west. Yeah. And so what what was it like for you? What was the impact of seeing the river in that condition? Honestly, I because I have been working with River Country, I kind of had a bit of an idea about the condition that it would be in, but it still was so shocking to be able to see it face to face and experience, you know, how bone dry it really is and just how toxic the water looks as well. Like you can really smell it and Mm. see the thick consistency, which is just not natural in any way. Mm. The river's like totally green, Mm. completely stagnant. Um, Well, it's just a series of stagnant pools. So we walked out on the riverbed and took some photos out there. Um, it's just completely dry. Yeah, it must be shocking to kind of, uh, you know, read about it and know about it and then to see it in person and see what impact that's having on the local community. Mm, definitely. Um, and even like when we were visiting at Tolano Station, we could see that the, the a new government policy is to put these pumps into the water to try and create more oxygen the for the raiders. fish. Yeah, yeah. But you'd still see fish kind of jumping out of the water, like assumably to get some oxygen anyway. So it's just like, is that really going to be effective to solve the problem? I don't think so. Yeah, it's, um, I think some of the folks at Tolano described it as giving a snorkel to uh, like one fish. Yeah. Yeah, in a, yeah. In a whole pool of, yeah. Doesn't mm. really sound like a um, holistic management of, of the problems that are going on there, which um, I don't think we've been expecting from the the government unfortunately at this point yeah no definitely not so you mentioned Tolano and you mentioned being up on the dry riverbed so give us a rundown of, of what the trip entailed so where where did you start from so yeah we started from uh Tolano and on the got there on like the Wednesday and then on the Thursday evening we did a documentary screening in town of Menindee uh, so we yeah, did a screening of the Bentley Effect, which is just a story about the blockade against uh, corporate interests in natural resources. Um, so that was a really good uh, opportunity to create new relationships and strengthen those that we'd already created on previous trips. And also just to, I guess, provide an example of an inspiring story for the community about how you can band together to stand up against corporate interests in your like communal resources. Mm. And what we saw is that like, 
the people who came along and watched the movie, like they just they didn't know that that had happened at all. Like, oh wow, the um, the idea of really standing up to your government and taking the power back. Um, I, I think they were really inspired. Yeah, well, it's definitely yeah. it's an inspiring film. Yeah, really gives you the sort of the goosebumps of <laughs> the yeah. power of the people. I think watching that one. Yeah, and I feel like as well, uh, it's just there's a lot of parallels between the Menindee situation and also with the the issue that was in the Bentley effect, like uh, with the community not being listened to and there not being enough consultation about what needs to be done. I think that, yeah, that could provide an example for the community that you can stand up to what the government wants. Mm, mm. Absolutely. So great to hear that the community responded well to that documentary screening. Mm. And then so so the next day we went back into town with all the friends new friends we'd made um, and we put on a variety show. Um, we brought up two very fabulous drag performers with us, Amazing. Fox Fluger and Lexia Layback, and they each did um, a fabulous piece with a sort of a compilation track to one to When the River Runs Dry. Um, that's what Fox did. And... Um, the and Lexia Layback performed to uh, Kesha praying, yeah, um, with like great compilation of sort of the voices telling the story of the disaster that's been out there. Wow, yeah. And how did you find um, the community responded to the performance? Um, oh, what do you think, Charlotte? Yeah, I think they loved it, to be honest. Yeah. I think it was a bit of fun and a lot of people got involved and like a lot of kids as well kind of jumped up and did their own performances too. So it was a good way to, I guess, kind of break the ice and bring a bit of fun and bring everyone together. It was, yeah, it felt like a nice sense of community on the afternoon. Mm. Mm. And we had the the Deadly Mix got up and yeah. did, a, did a dance for us and another family, um, Susie, who we're going to speak to in just a moment, uh, her family got up and sung... Uh, what About Me. What About Me. Thank yeah. you, Charlotte. <laughs> um, which was really great as well. And then the show was capped off. It was capped off by the Murray Cod doing a good performance to Staying Alive. Um, so, yeah, that was very fun. <laughs> Sounds like a great a great day. And so what were what were some of the outcomes for the, the River Country Collective going up there and meeting with the community? Um, so... Yeah, we connected with uh, a number of people that we hadn't met before. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've been up to Menindi four times now, um, and so I have met, um, you know, a lot of community members and community leaders. Um, but it was really great to see new faces, um, and it was great. Like last year, we went out and we did a similar sort of thing, but on the in the national park on the river along the river, we did the drag shows and. Um, yeah, this year we brought it back into town and it meant that like a whole bunch of kids could come after school. Yeah. Um, and it meant that like it just made it accessible for different people to come along and yeah, we did a bit of a sausage sizzle and yeah, we had a, a really great time. Great. So we're going to um, speak with Susanna, who you said was a member of the wonderful family band that performed What About Me up at the Drag Variety Show. So before we speak with Susanna, we have um, a bit of a compilation of some audio that was put together by one of the drag performers, Lexia Layback. So it's got a a bit of a a compilation of the voiceovers of people talking about the river. So we're going to play that now and stick around after that. We're going to be speaking with Menindee local Susanna Clark. 
There is an ecological disaster unfolding in the far west of the state. Caused by the government, environmental disaster. With thousands of fish washing up dead along drought-hit rivers and countless more expected to die. But the question is, what's gone wrong in the management of the river? And whether there's been mismanagement and a failure to enforce the rules under the Murray-Darling Basin Plan. And Water Minister David Littleproud. Uh, look, the reality is... The reality is, I don't really give a rat's whether it's man-made or not. Thousands of dead fish line the Darling River at Menindee. Man-made disaster brought to you by the New South Wales government, the federal government, the Murray-Darling Authority. Cause you brought the flames and you put me through hell I had to learn how to fight for myself And we both know all the truths I could tell I'll just say this is I wish you farewell I hope you're somewhere praying Praying I hope your soul is changing Changing I hope you find your I think he's going to point the finger a lot and I think he's going to use the word drought, but everyone here knows that it's not. This has nothing to do with drought. There's been allegations of water theft by irrigators. But the minister didn't stop to talk to these protesters, passing by and heading further upstream. I can't make it rain. We're hoping, like hell, that we're going to get a hell of a lot of water. Killing the system. This fish is 100 years old. It's never coming back. This is bloody disgraceful. Making matters worse, the minister's boat left a stench of dead fish in its wake. Cause I can make it on my own. I don't need What a powerful piece of audio there. That was put together by one of the wonderful drag performers who accompanied the River Country Collective up to the Menindee region, Lexia Layback. And it was just covering some of the issues that have been faced by the community up in Menindee around the drying out of the Darling, the mismanagement of the water and the sort of dodging of consequences and who's to blame by by government. So we are hearing from the River Country Collective today about some of these issues around the river, the management of the Murray-Darling Basin and their recent trip up to Menindee. We're going to be speaking with local Susanna Clark. So we've got her on the line. That's right. Are you there, Susie? Yes. Hello. Hey. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, so You're welcome. We've just um, had a bit of a discussion in studio um, about the trip that we made up there and the film screening and the um, performance that we put on. Could you share with us um, what impact that had on you personally? Well, for myself, and um, yes, it had a very um, huge impact. Um, The message that was put across in, in the screening... Um, very important, um, very strong message. Yeah, and um, so watching the Bentley effect, like what um, what did you come away thinking? Uh, wow, I just thought people power, how awesome, like, how, how powerful. Um, what they achieved, um, never gave up, kept strong Absol- together as a community, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
And uh, you and your family got up and sung a great um, version of What About Me. What about me? Um, how did the how did the kids feel um, doing doing a performance for the rest of the town? They felt um, with that particular song really overwhelmed. Um, for them, it was a message for them, uh, sort of like saying, singing out to like the government people around. You know, what about us? What about what about me here? Um, especially in the situation that we're in out here facing with uh, the dying out of our rivers. And the water situation, um, especially with the loss and, and things to our animals out here. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, particularly with the fish kills, yeah. And so obviously you've watched this whole disaster unfold. Um, can you kind of elaborate on what you think the problems are? Well, yeah, I've uh, watched this unfold. Like, well, we've never gone without water for God since I can remember um, I, I went to kindergarten here myself um, grew up here as a young a young child um, seeing waters through through droughts we've always had waters um, yeah the problem here for me is um, what I can see is the um, the irrigated cotton cotton is killing um, our rivers in Australia. As you know yourself, at um, Australia is one of the, is the driest continent on a not in Australia. So yeah, very very corrupt. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And man-made um, disasters. Yeah, a man-made disaster. And yeah, it's just really heartbreaking to see the real-world impact that bad policy and corruption and mismanagement has on the community out there. Um, do you have any, um, do you have any, like, kind of ideas of what really needs to be done? Oh, gosh. <clears throat> um, well, uh, well, well, communities, um, sticking and uh, staying strong together will be, well, a very big impact and, and powerful as people to help trying to get our waters back to our communities, um, river towns, and, um, yeah, the government, are, um, politicians, they really need to to um, let the waters go. Let, let us have our waters back to our communities, to our rivers that are dying. And it really is just that simple. Like, you know, there is water or there was for years and they were mm-hmm, extracting, mm-hmm. just over-extracting, just being greedy for profits and, you know, to export a whole bunch of you know, a crop that you can't even eat like it's um yeah it just really is that simple that we need to restore the balance in um in how much we're taking and how much we're giving back to to our rivers yes that's correct yeah um well thank you so much for joining us Susie um it's been a real pleasure to have you on air with us and, yes, you're welcome. Yeah, and we'll be in touch soon. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.
So that was Susie Clark, a local from up in the Menindee region, who's just calling in um, after engaging with the River Country Collective on their recent trip up to the Menindee region and just some of her local insights on what some of the issues are around the river and the water allocations up there. So Megan and Charlotte, what's happening next with the River Country? So uh, we've got an online action um, that you can find on our Facebook page, River Country Campaign, um, and it's calling on Federal Water Minister David Littleproud to implement some um, just really tangible policy changes that would increase integrity, um, you know, uh, fix the the um, issues of corruption, like one of the suggestions is that there just needs to be a public register of what politicians, like the financial interest politicians have in the Murray-Darling mm-hmm. Basin. Um, and, yeah, it's called our seven-point plan, which includes protecting um, protecting environmental flows and establishing cultural water allocations um, and ending corruption and a whole range of other things. So um, send David Littleproud an email um, telling him to fix it. Um, and of course we have regular meetings, um, on Tuesdays at 2pm. So you can come into Friends of the Earth, um, any Tuesday and meet us there. And, um, yeah, obviously there's a lot happening in the movement at the moment. Um, you know, we saw a hundred thousand people show out on the streets of Melbourne, um, for action on climate change. So, you know, get active, get involved. This is a way you can come and contribute to, you know, support communities that are really feeling the brunt of a changing climate and just terrible policy. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, part of um, solidarity and keeping keeping uh, up with things in the cities is providing that solidarity and support to those who are out in the regions who are being really affected on the, on the front lines of climate change and the disasters we're seeing associated with that. Well, thanks so much for giving us that update. Uh, thank you. No worries. And uh, we'll be back after another little CSA. Red Alert. Numbers are needed at the Japarung Heritage Protection Embassy camps immediately. Sacred birthing trees on Japarung country need protecting. Over 50 generations have been born on these sites and the birthing trees themselves are 800 years old. These trees are being protected from the Victorian Labor Party's planned highway extension that is set to destroy this sacred dreaming landscape. The campaign to protect country is led by Japarung traditional owners who are calling on people from all walks of life for support. You can help by joining traditional owners at the camp on Japarung country near Ararat or by donating and putting pressure on Daniel Andrews to protect this sacred land. Visit dwembassy.com for more information and updates. No trees, no treaty. And you're listening to Dirt Radio on 3CR. It's just gone 9.52 and we've today been talking about um, how the disaster on the Barker, the Darling River, is affecting uh, the local community of Menindee in an ongoing way. and, yeah, what we need to do about it. Uh, so, of course, if you missed the interview or any of our shows, you can catch up on the podcasts available from 3cr.org.au forward slash dirt radio. 
Um, and don't forget to check out our Facebook page um, for all the latest. Um, and if you want to support the fabulous drag performers who came out to Menindi with us, you can see Fox Fluger this Sunday performing at Tomboy, uh, which is at the Carlton Club in the city. And Lexia Layback uh, will be doing a Halloween show on October 31st at Molly's Bar and Diner. So get along and check out some local artists. Awesome. And if you want to also support local grassroots radio, you should sign up to become a member to 3CR. Power Radical Radio. Help us keep sharing the wonderful stories of the grassroots. You can call up the station on 94198377 or hop on the website and you can sign up to be a member, subscribe, uh, support all things Radical Radio and everything that 3CR does to support the local communities. And now we've got our weekly wrap-up of events coming up at Friends of the Earth. So tomorrow from 7.30 to 9.30, the Sustainable Cities Collective will be doing their weekly banner drop. So if you want to advocate for better public transport and you don't support the way that the North East Link is going to bring more traffic and congestion to the Eastern Freeway, come and join the fight to stop it happening. So drop a banner off the Eastern Freeway can do it this week or every week yeah it's it's i'm always so impressed when people can maintain those weekly actions yeah like, yeah early morning on the eastern freeway check them it's, out it's a big one and then next week obviously we have our uh, weekly collective meetings coming up um as per usual this week but next week we also have a week of actions for extending the onshore gas moratorium so that's starting october the 5th So you might remember from 2011 to 2017, the Victorian community, especially in the regions of the south of the state, campaigned hard to win the ban on fracking and to get the moratorium on onshore conventional gas drilling. So fracking was banned permanently, which is amazing. And a moratorium, though, was placed on the onshore conventional exploration and drilling. So that's been happening since 2014. It's expiring in June 30, 2020, though. So the state government at the moment is deciding whether they want to allow the moratorium to lapse or keep it in, which obviously Friends of the Earth advocates for the moratorium to continue. So next week, we're having a week of simple actions to show your opposition to new gas drilling in the state. So all you need to do is just self-organize a quick action in your community sometime during the week with the with the core message, extend the onshore gas moratorium. Just a, med- just a quick photo opportunity, something for the media, mobilise some people in your community and, you know, k- hit off a few key MPs if you want to. So maybe you can pick a good location um, and post the details on the Facebook page or send it to Cam Walker at Friends of the Earth. And you could, you know, you could even do a banner or whatever, whatever works for your community. Have a think about it. Hop onto our Facebook and have a look at the event if you want some inspiration. And that's going to be hopefully some really good community actions to show some uh, support for continuing the moratorium. Absolutely. And the climate strike, that was calling for no new fossil fuels. So get behind this. We can't have no new fossil fuels without a moratorium or without a ban on new gas developments. Exactly. And, you know, from the climate strike, it, it happens every day. And finally, last event that's coming up at the end of October is Friends of the Earth Australia's 45-year birthday party. Woo! Tickets for that are live now. It's on the 25th of October. It's got a great lineup of bands and DJs, spoken word artists. Come and celebrate all the work that we've been doing over 45 years. Too many campaigns to mention right now. but And come along and meet us because we'll be there. We'll be there. It's going to be a really fun night. 
Um, and that's just about all we have time for today. Uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Dirt Radio. And we're going to go out on People Have the Power by Patti Smith.